Welcome to Coaching for Creatives with Kirsten. My name is Kirsten Call. I'm a therapist-trained life coach and a children's book author. Together, we'll get the drama out of our lives and onto the page. Let's get started. You are listening to part six of the Get Yourself Unstuck series, Use What Works. In the summer of 2020, I lived in Puerto Rico for five weeks. I remember talking to my husband and saying, we have no idea how long we'll be working remotely, so this is our chance to live somewhere else, to have an adventure. Little did we know, we'd still be working remotely, even now, a few years later. My husband and I both worked during the day, but also explored Puerto Rico in the evenings and on weekends. One of our adventures was in Arecibo, Cueva de Indio Nature Reserve. My husband, Daniel, had researched a great cave with ancient rock art. And we had already climbed in multiple caves in different places, so we figured we knew what we were getting into. But of course, Daniel didn't mention the treacherous climbing we would have to endure in order to enter this cave, or the impossibility of leaving the cave without crossing a death-defying abyss below. I know that sounds dramatic, but this is serious climbing. So when we get there, we arrive to find that you can't even enter the cave without climbing up six feet, entering a small hole, and then crossing the aforementioned abyss. (laughs) We stand by as a few people exit the hole, exclaiming, I'm never going to do something like that again. That was the worst. (laughs) I feel a little apprehensive as I stand by, let Daniel go first, then Sammy, my youngest, who was then 10 years old. As he enters the dark hole, I hear him say, oh my goodness, how do I even do this? And Daniel answers, I'll tell you exactly where to put your feet. I'll guide you through. Then Sophia, who was 13, crouched on the edge of the hole and turns to me with a look of terror in her eyes. I'm not sure I can do this. I give her a thumbs up, indicating I think she can do whatever she wants to do. (laughs) While not showing that I'm actually a little apprehensive about this myself. She enters tentatively, saying nothing. Then my 17-year-old daughter, Naomi, jumps into the black hole without looking back once. I assume she and Sammy and Sophia have made it safely to Daniel. Lastly, Sid, my 15-year-old, lifts herself up into the hole. I hear her take a deep breath. This is scary. This is scary, but I'm going to go in anyway. By now, my heart is pounding, and I'm wondering if I should attempt the climb. But I'm committed. If one of my kids or husband dies, I want to be with them. (laughs) I climb up, crouch on the ledge, look down into nothingness. No wonder my kids were scared. I sit against one side of the cave, push my legs on the other side, leveraging myself so I won't fall into the pit of despair. I move slowly until I get to a spot where I have to twist my arms and sort of jump down. Daniel stands 20 feet below me, coaches me on where and how to move. I'm almost there. I take a deep breath and twist. Pop! I'm where I need to be except for the excruciating pain in my shoulder. I'm good. I glance down at my right shoulder, now dislocated and sticking out at an odd angle, twist again, and pop! It's back where it's supposed to be. I climb gingerly down, pain throbbing through my arm. The rest of my family is oblivious, splashing in what can only be called a toilet bowl of water that rushes in and out as if trying to flush my family down the cave. I sit on a rock, grateful I made it. My movements are shaky as we explore. I'm not sure I'll make it out of this cave. It's at this moment that I realize why U.S. nature reserves have so many rules. It will be almost impossible to extricate me from this hole. I have to climb out by myself. The cave is spectacular, filled with crashing waves and beautiful stone formations. My heart expands. This is why I love adventure. 
After about 45 minutes of exploration, we hike back to the entry slash exit point. There's a large man on one side of the abyss, frozen in fear. Unable to move up or down, he's got a friend above him and one below, but he's a stone, unmovable. By now, my kids and husband and I are watching with concern and compassion. I understand him. I might be him in a few minutes if he ever gets himself out of here. Daniel gives him a few friendly pointers. He still doesn't move. Daniel climbs up next to him, shows him exactly where to put his feet. He attempts, but chickens out, trips, and almost falls into that abyss. (laughs) I gasp. Daniel grasps the man's hand and doesn't let go. Somehow the man finds his courage, swings his foot over to the other side of the abyss, and slowly inches his way to the exit hole. I wait and watch as my entire family makes the brave hike back up over the black hole and back onto solid ground. My shoulder hurts. My body shakes with the shock of the dislocation, and I'm worried. But I know I have to get out with my own two feet, my own arms, my own mind. No one else can get me out of this cave. I take a deep breath, grit my teeth, brace myself, ignore the pain in my arm, swing my foot over the hole and inch my way to the sunlight. I've never been more grateful for a body that works than I was in those moments. My arm still worked. It wasn't broken. It was just wounded. We still talk about that hike three years later. It was epic. And I learned a lot about myself and others that day. Number one, I am capable of doing hard things even when I'm scared, even when I think it's impossible. Number two, other people are capable of doing hard things. Sometimes those people need very specific help from other people in order to succeed, like Daniel helping my kids and the man who lingered at the exit point. Number three, sometimes people don't need specific help. My daughter Naomi knew exactly how she needed to move to get to where she wanted to go. She trusted herself and she succeeded. Number four, Watching other people succeed and using their tips can help or hinder, but ultimately, I have to decide how to succeed in my way. No one can do it for me. Number five, doing hard things builds memories and a feeling of productivity. Even when it hurts to do something, it's worth it. I had no choice but to ignore my dislocation pain and climb. Sometimes we have to work through our pain in order to get to where we want to go. Number six, Adventures and success nearly always have elements of fear and joy. Number seven, each person has a different path to success. Although we all used our legs and arms to climb out, our different bodies found different footholds and handholds to help us on our journey. In this cave adventure, Daniel's path was filled with helping other people succeed. The man who was afraid took a little longer on his path. My children took different steps and climbed differently from each other. I climbed with an injury but all of us ended up outside of the cave on firm ground. We all succeeded in our own way. We used what works for us. In the last six episodes of the podcast, we've discussed lots of tools for getting unstuck. In part one, we talked about changing your narrative, thought work, cleaning out your brain, building new neural pathways. In part two, we talked about infusing joy into your life by celebrating the small successes, asking yourself, how can I make this more fun? Giving yourself permission to do B-minus work and gratitude lists. We talked about replacing the things in our lives that don't lift us up with things that do lift us up. Part three was all about putting things on the calendar, scheduling self-care and things that bring us towards our goals and respecting ourselves enough to keep our commitments to ourselves. We talked about giving yourself permission to not do the things you think you have to do, to be creative about finding other ways to get those things done. 
In part four, we talked about impossible dreams, writing 10 things you want in 10 years, recording yourself saying them, writing them down, saying them to yourself in the mirror, no matter how awkward it feels. And it is awkward, right? We talked about writing a letter from your future self to your current self. This is the future self who has already achieved everything you want to achieve right now. How did your future self succeed? What wisdom does your future self have for you? And in part five, we talked about just doing it, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. The last five episodes of the podcast gave you many exercises and things to try. It might feel overwhelming if you feel like you have to do everything I've ever mentioned on this podcast, but not everything I talk about on this podcast will be helpful for you. What works for me may not be what works for you, and that's the way it should be. Each of us has unique needs and nuanced and complex ways of approaching life. So we've talked about many tips and tools that you can use or not use. It's like going to the library and choosing a book to read. There are numberless books to read. You can't possibly read them all. Some of them will be books you want to read, and some will not. We talked about tools for your toolbox. You don't have to use every tool in the workshop, just the ones that work for you. I've been thinking about hors d'oeuvres lately. Planning a wedding will do that to you. Imagine I've just shown you a platter of hors d'oeuvres. You can't eat them all. Maybe you could, but you don't want to eat them all. You get to choose the ones you want to eat. And because I can't help myself, I'm going to use one more analogy. Netflix has numberless movie options. We will never watch all the movies on Netflix. We choose the ones we want to watch. So that's my challenge to you. Try out the tools we've talked about in the last few episodes, then continue to use the ones that help you on your creative journey. Ask yourself, how am I going to keep my momentum going? Remember, no journey is alike. Your path may feel hard or easy, rocky or smooth, painful or joyful. You get to choose how you approach the path, whether you move backwards or forwards, side to side. You get to choose how you approach the light you are reaching for. It's wild and it's epic. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. You are exactly where you're supposed to be on your creative journey. Until next time, keep smiling. If you like what you've heard, check out my Get Yourself Unstuck program. Go to kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and schedule a free consultation today. Coaching for Creatives is produced by Kirsten Call. Music and audio engineering by James Call.